0: listening to the official podcast of Oasis Community Church, where everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect, and anything's possible. If you'd like to learn more about Oasis, request prayer, or get in touch with a pastor, visit our website at oasischurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to Oasis Community Church. We're so glad that you could be with us today. Last week, we celebrated Easter. And the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And this week we continue our series, Celebrate and Be Celebrated. Now there are a lot of things to celebrate. Celebrating the resurrection, of course, and all that that means for us. Our forgiveness of sins, our inclusion into the body of Christ. We can celebrate, too, the peace that the Lord gives us. In the gospel text for today, multiple times Jesus will say to the disciples, peace be with you. Today's sermon is titled, Not Seeing is Believing. Now, I know we've all heard the phrase that seeing is believing. And words are easy. And sometimes we hear things said and we would rather see evidence of those things. The state of Missouri has as its motto, the show me state. There are practical folks there, right? They don't wanna just hear things, they wanna be shown things. And of course, in part of our lives, that's true. But when it comes to matters of faith, things seem to be a bit inverted. So I'd like to thank our dynamic duo, our comedic duo of Mikkel and Daniel for giving us such a delightful sermon illustration. We know that this is also true, that just because we see it doesn't necessarily mean it's real. We've seen things that aren't real. And we also know this to be true, that the deepest parts of our lives Faith, hope, love, are not just provable by things that we see, but there are other ways in which they are expressed, and there are other ways of knowing. Faith is its own form of knowing. So we're going to start today by looking at an epistle passage out of 1 Peter. And you can turn with me uh, if you'd like. We'll also have the words on the screen. This comes from 1 Peter chapter 1. In verses 3 through 9. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in love for you who are being protected by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed at the last time. In this rejoice, even now, for a little while you've had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, that, the, that though perishable is tested by fire, may be found to result in the praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed although you have not seen him you love him and even though you do not see him now you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy for you are receiving the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls i like to reread that verse 8 although you have not seen him that's us we have not seen the risen lord none of us have seen jesus but although you have not seen him you love him and even though you do not see him now you believe in him and you rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy so this this is part of what i want us to learn today is that there are lots of things that we don't see there are things that outcomes that we are expecting and hoping for that we've yet to realize but we can know them by faith. We can know them in ways that are maybe deeper than just our physical seeing. So to illustrate this story, I'd like for us to turn to the Gospels. It's in the Gospel of John, chapter 20, and it's a story about the disciples. In particular, it mentions Thomas. In chapter 20 of John's Gospel, we'll learn a lot about what it means that not seeing is believing. So we'll start with verse 19 in John chapter 20. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house um, where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them, and he said to them, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them, and he said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them, and if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and I put the finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors had been shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, You have believed because you have seen. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe." I love that story. I love it for so many reasons. There's so many things that uh, I think this story kind of compares to us in our times. We are locked up in our rooms, we find ourselves perhaps full of fear, but Jesus comes to us and says, peace be with us. And so we need eyes to see that this is the time for us to celebrate. Not celebrate the virus or even the quarantine, but to celebrate that Jesus is with us. To celebrate that we still have one another and that we can be together even if it's virtually. And there's this beautiful thing that I love about this passage. It says that Jesus breathed and they received the Holy Spirit. And we too have that same Spirit. It's the same Spirit as the Apostle Paul said that raised Jesus from this dead. It's the same Spirit that will one day raise us from the dead. And it's the same Spirit that gives us life and a life that's worth living a life that's full of kindness and goodness and peace and love and patience. These are the fruit of the Spirit, and this is the life of the Spirit. And it's that life of peace that I pray that you can experience even in the midst of this kind of stormy time. One of the things I find fascinating about that passage is that Jesus says, if once he says, he breathes and says they, they receive the Holy Spirit, then he says, if you forgive any sins, they'll be forgiven. And if you retain any sins, they'll be retained. It's not a passage of scripture I hear quoted very often, because typically when we think about forgiveness of sins, we think of it normally in terms of me personally having my sins forgiven and going to Christ, and Christ is kind of forgiving those. But Jesus is telling the disciples that they can forgive sins, and I guess he's also telling them that they can retain sins. And I think this is a really powerful part about what it means to be a follower of Christ. It means that we get to kind of imitate him. Paul would say this to his congregation in Corinth. He would say, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And the disciples were, or became anyway, imitators of Christ. And it's in their act, then, of forgiveness. Like, I think this is one of the things that might speak to us about not seeing is believing. Because forgiveness is not something you see. Like, if I've harmed you and I've asked you to forgive me, I don't see the forgiveness. But forgiveness is something that has to be received by faith. And it is something that's also kind of given in intangible ways. So we've all sinned, and God has gone through a lot to forgive us of our sins. And those sins, that forgiveness, I think, is already being offered to us. And we have an opportunity now to kind of mimic the way of Jesus and mimic the way of the Father, and that is to become people of forgiveness and to believe not only that we have received forgiveness, but that we, can, we too can forgive others. This, this goes to the peace that Jesus was saying, too. So multiple times there, Jesus said, "'Peace be with you.'" And so, certainly that's something I think we receive, but I think we receive peace not just by what we see, but we receive peace kind of uh, by faith, because it's not just a peace in the world, it's also a peace within our hearts so that we too can become a people of peace. So in the same way that we are forgiven and we can become forgivers, we've been offered peace, and I think we too should be a people of peace for others. Now, I think this happens both at personal levels, and I think it happens at the level of the family and in social levels. So that we need to be the type of people who offer peace to one another. Now. Historically, one of the ways that we offered peace to one another was by shaking hands. So one of the um, kind of etymologies or backgrounds of where shaking hands came from was that by extending your hand to shake hands with someone else was kind of showing them that you didn't have a weapon, that you were coming in peace. And so by shaking hands, you're greeting someone else and you're saying that you're, you're there to be kind, that you're there to be cordial, that you're not gonna be at odds with them. So ironically, shaking hands is not part of our contemporary culture, at least not immediately during this time. And whether or not it comes back anytime soon, we'll have to wait and see. So we might um, start to find other ways that we can kind of uh, show our peace to one another. So maybe it's by raising our hands or kind of waving uh, to someone, uh, greeting them in other ways, uh, with a bow by respect, or greeting them with a smile on our face. I love to think about these different ways that we might show one another peace. And this, we practice this, of course, in our church services these times that we sometimes refer to meet and greet, or sometimes we refer to it as the exchanging of the peace or exchanging of grace and peace. Greeting one another, saying uh, thanks or greetings or grace. Um, Some of these words actually were the same word in Greek, that the word for greeting and the word for thanksgiving and the word for grace um, often get translated uh, interchangeably. So when we practice that practice of of meeting and greeting or exchanging the grace and peace, it's it's not that we're trying to generate that out of our own lives. It's that we've been given that. It's been given to us by God. It's been given to us particularly through the person of Jesus Christ, that um, through His life and His death and in particular His resurrection, that God is offering us a new way to be in the world. One of my favorite thinkers is a a man named Richard Rohr. And he says that we often live our lives too much like our first birth and not enough like our second. By our first birth, he means kind of our natural way of of being in the world uh, biologically, and also then kind of culturally. And you know, our culture is one that is more kind of a, a dog eat dog Uh, we put ourselves first. We're kind of out for number one, but our second birth, our birth of the Spirit, our birth into the the life of God, would require us to kind of live differently. And the idea that we're not going to believe it unless we can see it has more to do with our first birth than our second. It has more to do with our kind of our natural way of being in the world, than this new kind of spiritual way of being. Now, when I differentiate between a natural world or a natural life and a spiritual life, I don't intend to say that it's, it's just kind of intangible because I think the life of faith is tangible. And I think there are ways in which these things do get expressed in the way in which we live. So I guess as we're coming around, and we say that not seeing is believing. We understand that we're talking about something theological and spiritual. But we're talking about, too, the ways in which that will eventually also affect our lives. And so my, my hope and my prayer is that although I don't see you, I'm, I, I'm actually staring at myself looking back through a screen. By faith, I'm believing that that you're there. And not just that you're there, but that you're there for me. And I want you to know that I'm here for you. And I think that we should be here for one another. And it's not a matter of what I'm seeing, but it is a matter of what I'm believing. And so I believe in God. I believe in the resurrection. And I believe in the power of of the resurrection and the Spirit to transform our hearts and our lives and our very bodies. And so we come to the table to, to celebrate these things, and we pray the prayers of the people to thank God for things and to petition God uh, for things. But this is our life, and it's our life together. And I want us, despite the fact that we're living in our times, to celebrate it. To celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, to celebrate the life that we can have in that, that full and abundant life, to celebrate the peace that we have with one another, and to celebrate the forgiveness, the forgiveness that God has given to us and the forgiveness that we can extend to one another. So let me pray for you. God in heaven, I love you. And I want to love you more. And I love Oasis and all the families that are represented here and all of their extended families. And Lord, I pray for them. I pray that you would bless them. I pray that you would keep them. I pray that you would give them peace. I pray that, Lord, that we too could be those people, those people of peace the people of forgiveness, the people of faith. Lord, give us eyes to see of the Spirit. Open the eyes of our heart. Help us trust, Lord, and even in those things that we do not see. As I said, Lord, we love you, but we want to love you more. In the name of Jesus and in the presence of the Spirit, I pray.